Welcome to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast, where you get great advice on how to stay ahead of your competition here in these fantasy basketball streets. Now, the dopest analyst in fantasy basketball, Waver Wire Queen. Welcome to the Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. If you're new to the channel, welcome. I'm Waver Wire Queen. Today's episode, we're going to continue ranking our top 20 players. This is part two of a four-part series. So we're breaking each episode down into um, groups of five. So today we will be ranking players from 15 to 11. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have a lot of great content, which will help you prepare for your upcoming fantasy basketball draft and help you prepare each week. Let's talk about those players who are ranked 15 to 11 in our top 20 rankings. So again, make sure you check out the video on um, our top 20 rankings, and that's players 20 through 16. So let's keep this thing going with our top 20 rankings. Coming in at number 15, we have Bradley Bill, guard slash forward with the Washington Wizards. Bradley Bill is one of those players who is going to score the ball. He is going to help your team in scoring categories. He'll do a little bit of other things statistically, but his main thing is he's going to score the ball a lot. You know, season was cut short due to injuries. His stats will slightly go down because they have a little more talent in Washington. You have um, Perzingis as well as Kyle Kuzma in the building and some other players. So Bradley Bill's not going to have to do everything. So he can kind of fall back and, 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 and score the ball. So that's going to slightly hurt his um, stats with more talent around him. And that's why I have him ranked 15. Again, the 2021 season, he only played 40 games due to injuries. He averaged 23.2 points per game. And he shot over 45% from the field, which is very good. He only shot 30.3% from threes, which was shocking to me. That was a career low for him. I am looking forward to seeing him get back to normal with his three-point shooting. And again, having more talent around, doesn't have to do as much. He doesn't have to just throw up some shots. He'll have other players that the defense will focus on. And this may free him up to take more quality three-point shots, which is going to help you in a categories-based league. He shoots over 83% from three throws. He averaged 4.7 rebounds and 6.6 assists, which was a career high, and 3.4 turnovers in 2021. So I really like the career high in assists. I do expect him to stay within that five to six range statistically in the assist category because, again, they have better talent. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and he's going to be able to get other players involved who are capable of finishing. Coming in at number 14, Paul George with the Los Angeles Clippers. Had some high expectations for Paul George 
last season, but injuries just derailed his 2021 season, expected him to have an excellent year with Kawhi Leonard being out and some other players getting hurt early on. But unfortunately, he just was unable to return from injuries and it cut his season short. He only played 31 games last year. But when you think about what he was doing during that period of time for those 31 games, he was on to a very good, efficient season. Statistically, he was averaging 24.3 points, shot 42.1% from the field, which isn't great. But again, he was doing a whole lot for the Clippers. He shot 35.4% from threes. 85.8% from the free throw line. He averaged 6.9 rebounds, 5.7 assists, a little over four turnovers, and 2.2 steals. Paul George is one of those two-way players. He's going to play great defense, and he's going to score the ball. So he's one of those players I love. I love my two-way players who can play on both sides of the ball because you know what that's going to do. That is going to increase your chance of having a player who can do multiple things for you statistically in fantasy football. And Paul George is one of those players that's going to score the ball. He's also going to rebound. He's going to play defense, which means steals. And then he's also going to have the ball in his hands at times and create for other people, which means assist. So again, with Paul George, you cannot go wrong. If he is able to remain healthy, I expect him to stay within this range. Don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard which is why I don't have him ranked in my top 20. Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, is a top 10 player in the NBA, Top, maybe top five player in the NBA when healthy, but he loses uh, points with me in the rankings because he is unable to remain healthy, and so I don't want to put anyone out there to, to, to draft a player like Kawhi high, and he's unavailable. And the same thing with... Um, Anthony Davis, all the talent in the world just isn't able to remain on the court for you to justify picking him, picking these two guys in the top 20. Coming in at number 13, one of my faves, Dame Lillard. That's right. Guard with the Portland Trail Blazers. Dame is simply amazing. Another player who had the injury bug, which ended his season in 2021. He was having a, a good season. But again, the injuries hurt his season. I'm hoping that he's going to be fully healthy and is able to get back to normal and playing at least 60 to 70 plus games in 2022. Dame was only able to play 29 games. He averaged 24 points, shot 40% from the field, which has to go up. That, that needs to go up. That was That's inefficient. He needs to be at 45 and above. He only shot 32.3% from threes. He was struggling, I'll tell you that much. Um, he was struggling a lot um, last year. They're, in my opinion, in a rebuild, but they've added some players, which is going to help Dame. So he can take a lower off and don't have to focus on um, taking 20, 30 shots a game. Hopefully um, he's able to get back to a, a, a point where he's shooting a efficient percentage quality percentage from from the field and being more efficient um 87.8 percent from free throws that is good you're always going to get good free throw shooting from dame so with dame he's gonna score the ball he's going to be efficient from the free throw line he's going to get some assists for you and he's gonna chip in with a few rebounds and some steals so with dame 
you're getting a solid player. I wouldn't say that he's your guy in the first round, but he's definitely someone who should be coming off the board in the second round. Um, Average 4.1 rebounds, 7.3 assists, and 2.9 turnovers. So again, the turnovers are not as bad considering he's averaging seven. I want to see him increase those assists to at least eight this season. And it may happen when you figure they've added some other players to kind of help scoring-wise. So that should help Dame a bit. Coming in at number 12, one of my favorite players, LaMelo Ball, guard with the Hornets. LaMelo is due for a career year, like he's been doing every year. He's been taking these steps. Last season was a career year. He has the ability this season to have another great season statistically because you got to think, Miles Bridges, we don't know what's happening with him. So who's going to take on that load? It's obviously going to be LaMelo because they weren't able to really add anyone to that team this offseason who is going to truly be a, a difference maker for the Hornets, which means LaMelo Ball is about to score the ball a whole lot. Okay, he played 75 games last season. Averaged 20.1 points, shot 42.9% from the field. I would love to see that go up to 45. If he can get that to 45, he'll be a 23, 24-point game scorer, which is great. He shot 38.9% from threes, which was very good because I was expecting that to be slightly lower considering sometimes he's jacking threes up from all the way damn near at half court, but he's hitting those shots. So he is a much better three-point shooter than I anticipated. He shot 87.2% from free throws. He averaged 6.7 rebounds per game, which is very good. 7.6 assists, 3.3 turnovers, and 1.6 steals. He is a player who has the potential to get a triple-double. LaMelo is going to be that guy that some nights he may have um, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, and maybe a steal or two. He is that type of guy, triple-double threat. I would love to see him improve more on the defensive side and maybe increase those steals to two steals per game. And again, if he can bring up that free throw, I mean, the field goal percentage, that will be amazing and get him from 20 points to 23, 24 points a game. And he is very capable of doing that. LaMelo, I've been hyped about Melo since obviously before he got into the NBA. I expect him to be the rookie of the year. I expected him once he got his opportunity with Charlotte, he was never going to give that job back, and he has it, and he's been amazing. I just really wish they would build around him a little bit better. Right now, cap issues, so that is impossible, but we're going to hope that um, some things transpire to where they may have the cap space to bring somebody in because, trust People want to play. Players want to play with a player like LaMelo because he's going to be throwing the ball half court. You know, it's, he's flashy. He's fun to play with. That's what I'm trying to say about LaMelo. So coming in at number 11, we have Steph Curry. That's right, y'all. Steph did not make my top 10. And it's not because Steph Curry isn't the greatest three-point shooter of all time and can score anywhere on the, the floor is simply because the Golden State Warriors have so much talent. I expect all of their pieces to be back in at full strength. Clay is back. I expect him to be even better this year. You figure 
not playing basketball for two years due to injuries, you're going to be rusty. And, and that is what we we witnessed in 2021. But 2022, we're going to see more of the old clay. And then you just have other players who are capable of taking the load off. So there may be nights where Steph is not going to have to do much because they have some really good players on that team that can carry the load. That is the only reason why Steph is not in my top 10 because most cases I'll put him in my top seven. So that is the only thing that, that factored into me kind of moving him out of my top my top 10. So 2021 was another amazing year for Steph. He played 64 games, averaged 25.5 points, shot over 43% from the field, which is just shocker because when I think of Steph, I'm looking for efficient, high field goal and three-point percentages, but that wasn't the case this past season. 38.3% from he shot 38% from threes, which when you think about it, you're like, 38 is solid. But for Steph, that's like, eh, you know, with Steph, I expected like 40 plus, but that's still very good. He shot 92.3% from the free throw line. He averaged 5.2 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 3.2 turnovers, and 1.3 steals. Just another good season for Steph Curry. And again, it was hard to, to not rank Steph in my top um, 10. It was really, really hard. But Steph is still in my, my top 20. And again, the only thing that factored into moving him out of my top um, 20, my top 10, was the fact that I expect some of those other guys to really pick up the slack this year. Steph is not going to have to uh, throw up 40 five points on most nights to win games. And that's simply what, what that is. All right, y'all, leave some comments and let me know your thoughts on my top 20 so far. Um, check out my previous video where I rank players 20 to 16. And then let me know your thoughts on this episode, rankings player ranking players from 15 to 11. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday because we'll have the remainder rankings from 10 all the way down to the top fantasy basketball player. So I'll see you on Wednesday and make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you throughout the fantasy basketball season. I'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Blown Coverage Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Blown Coverage Fantasy Football Podcast.